At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to it, ladies and gentlemen, here for another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers, all on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. I am Danny Burke, your host. As always, you can follow me on the tweets at Danny Burke 5 at VSN Live. For the Vegas Stats and Information Network, for the next hour, we will be talking midweek movements for the upcoming NFL slate. And man, oh man, have there been crazy amount of movements all throughout the league because of all the COVID nonsense and the amount of starters out, players overall. We'll get into it and tell you how the lines have shifted because of that news throughout the course of the week. Furthermore, in the show, 15 minutes from now, Ariel Epstein, betting analyst for Yahoo Sportsbook, NBA TV, and the MLB Network will be giving us some of her top props for tonight. So excited to see what Ariel's got on her slate this evening. Half hour from now, Dan Leach, the voice of the Detroit City cast, will share his plays, analysis for the Lions and the Cardinals matchup. No DeAndre Hopkins till potentially the postseason. Not good news for the Cardinals. How does that affect this game? Does it affect it at all? And do the Lions stand any chance? And we'll also get Dan's insight on some of the other NFC North battles for this weekend. 45 minutes from now, we will also talk NFL futures. Middle of the week, we love doing that. I promised we would talk about a certain team and look to play it officially, and that's what we're going to be doing. So I'll tell you what that is in 45 minutes as well as a play in hockey and just some other teams that I think could be worth the play in terms of the regular season win totals. But let's kick it off as we always do in the middle of the week with the midweek movement. So we know that every team basically has been plagued with COVID to some extent this week being crazier than the others, it seems. And this first game starting out with it, with the Browns, I mean, my goodness, the Browns are just getting shafted left and right by it in a very crucial point of their season. What is it's like 14 players out now with COVID, including head coach Kevin Stefanski. 11 starters for Cleveland will be missing this game against the Raiders. And, yeah, it's a terrible situation for many reasons. But in terms of just looking at it from a playing perspective, I mean, Cleveland, after that win against the Ravens, albeit not pretty, this was going to be a favorable matchup for them. They opened up as about a five-point favorite, total open 44. Now this thing has flipped to Las Vegas being a favorite, minus one and a half. Total has dipped all the way down to 39. And I, you, you understand why, right? Like, how couldn't it? I mean, Baker Mayfield's on the COVID protocol list. Austin Hooper's on there. And Joku, Jedrick Wills, Jarvis Lange. I mean, so many people are on the list. 
that it makes complete sense why this line has altered an insane amount. But look, if there's a team that maybe could somehow deal with this somewhat successfully, maybe it could be the Browns because of that running game. He's still got Nick Chubb out there. Uh, we'll see if Kareem Hunt is going to go. I know he was banged up last week. So aside from that, Dearness Johnson maybe can make an impact still. But most importantly, what can they do with Nick Chubb? It's going to be all Chubb, and I'll be curious to see what his prop is. Probably going to be like 95 and a half rushing yards or something like that. And you got to also question what kind of motivation is this Las Vegas team going to have coming into this game after their embarrassing loss to the Chiefs, going to midfield with the rah-rah efforts and then just getting absolutely bumbled. I don't know. Look, if you do still want to trust Cleveland, but you don't know if they win it outright, now it's a good teaser opportunity, right? I mean, you got a home dog of Cleveland plus one and a half. Could tease them up by six points to plus seven and a half. Maybe that's the best route you take, but be careful with any Anything you're betting this week, especially that matchup where the Raiders now have flipped to the favorite. Let's talk Patriots and Colts. I know we slightly discussed this game yesterday. I guess more than slightly because we talked about it with teasers. We talked about it with my best bet. But this was a game that saw big movements too. Now, not necessarily from the start of this week per se, but now that we're getting further along in the season, some of these books are putting their early lines out. You know, a week ahead, I mean, more than a week ahead, like a week and a half ahead in the early, early lines. Back in like December 7th, some books had this as New England, minus two and a half, total at 43 and a half. Then at about December 12th, so five days later, it was a pick em, And now if you look at it at Bet Rivers, you're getting the Colts as a two and a half point favorite. Total has adjusted two points up to 45 and a half from where it opened at 43 and a half. I played the money line on the Colts in this game. I think minus the buck 30 is the number I got. Currently at Bet Rivers, now it is minus 139. Still like that play a lot. Hopefully this game gets out of the COVID issues because somehow, you know, knock on wood, that's pretty much been the case for these two teams. But this is going to be a fun Saturday game, especially now with the whole debacle with the Browns and the Raiders. But hopefully they can stay healthy and we get a fun matchup. But the movement has gone toward the Colts despite so much of the public money going on the Patriots. Might be telling you something that it could be an advantage for Indianapolis. Let's talk another game plagued by COVID. Washington, Philly. The Eagles opened up as just a two-and-a-half-point favorite against their division foe, the Washington football team, and now you are getting the Eagles as a seven-point favorite. Now, we don't know for sure if Jalen Hurts is going to be the starting quarterback in this game. He's been splitting reps with Minshew in this spot, but we've seen Minshew take care of business in the past and this season for this Philadelphia Eagles team. But this one, who even knows if this game is actually going to end up playing out because Washington has 18 players missing with COVID. My goodness. But you see Philly here as a seven-point favorite. They opened up two-and-a-half, total dip from 44-and-a-half down to 44. At this point, with all these movements, this, to me, again, would be another viable teaser opportunity. Teasing down Philly, home favorite, right at seven. Tease them down to minus one. That would be the best angle I would take for that NFC East matchup. Or Washington. Not great, but it is what it is, I guess, at this point in the season. Let's talk Bills and let's talk Panthers. Buffalo has had such an up-and-down season. Josh Allen now was seen in a boot, then someone snapped a picture of him at a play Last night, I think it was, and he wasn't in a boot. I don't know. Keep your eyes monitoring the status of Josh Allen. But maybe we are going to see a full and healthy Josh Allen because Buffalo opened up minus 9.5. Now we're seeing the Bills up to 10.5. This total has dipped a little bit, nothing too crazy, 45 down to 44.5. But the Panthers are such a mess at this point. I think Darnold got taken off the IR today. What does that do for you? Absolutely nothing. I mean, at this point, why isn't P.J. Walker your starting quarterback? And still, that wouldn't necessarily make a difference to me. But this Panthers team is just in shambles. As I say every week, Cam Newton's not making a difference. There was a reason he was cut by several teams, yet you bring him back and you're losing to the Falcons. You're losing to who? The Dolphins and then the Washington football team. Like, get a grip. Come on, Carolina. So, yeah, they'll probably get smashed in this game, and that's why the movement has gone toward the Bills 9.5 up to 10.5. Let's talk Jets in the aforementioned Miami Dolphins. Miami getting a lot of love on the spread here. They opened up as a seven-point favorite against New York. This total opened 44.5. Spread now up to double digits at Bet Rivers. The Dolphins are laying 10. How about it? Who'd have thunk it that we'd say that at any point this season? Total went from 44.5 now down to 42. 
uh, 100%, right? I mean, where are the points going to come? Can the Dolphins put up 30-plus? Sure, they probably can against this awful Jets defense, but the Jets could very well get shut out. That's how poor their offense is on the other side. The total's a little bit too low for my liking. If you wanted to do anything with Miami, we talked about it yesterday with Will Hill. Your best route was to probably tease it. Now that it's at 10, I don't know. Are you almost obligated to take it with the Jets, or do you just stay away from it with a 100-foot pole? We usually say 10-foot pole, but I think it's got to be 100. That's how gross this game is, and that's probably the best way to bet it, or rather lack thereof with bets in that matchup. Let's move on. Packers and Ravens. Baltimore has been a team that's been banged up. Lamar Jackson is day-to-day in this spot. The Packers have been rolling, but does that warrant them being upwards to a five-and-a-half-point favorite? They opened as a two-point favorite, and now it's adjusted by three-and-a-half points. So the Cheeseheads lane five in the hook. Total has dipped from 45-and-a-half down to 43-and-a-half. I think it's getting to the point where you almost got to consider taking the points with Baltimore here. And look, I'm not saying that as a Bears fan who grew up hating the Packers. I respect the hell out of Aaron Rodgers. He owns my favorite team, Chicago. We all know that. But this is a tough situation on the road here, potentially. And look, I mean, even if the Ravens aren't 100%, as long as you get Lamar Jackson out there, you got to think him catching five and a half points as a home dog could be the right way to lean. So we'll see what the status is with him and where that line ends up. But Green Bay getting the early love total going to the under with the initial thoughts. Falcons, 49ers, another game that we had for a bet. We involved it with a teaser, but Sam Fran got up from seven and a half now to nine and a half against Atlanta. Yes, the Falcons beat the Panthers. Was that surprising? Not necessarily. But the games that Falcons have won have been against completely inferior teams. The Saints were probably the best out of all of them. So it makes sense why the 49ers coming off a big overtime win on the road are going to be getting love in this market. Total actually has gone a little bit higher, 45 and a half up to 46. Still, if it's at nine and a half, I don't love doing seven-point teasers. You never really want to do it, but if you want to get involved in this game, I think that's your best bet as of this point because the Falcons still have some playmakers. As long as Patterson's out there, they can move the ball. I know 49ers are going to out-scheme them, have the better defense, but I tease them down when they're at like eight and a half, so I'm not you know, telling you to do it now because it, you'd have to do the seven-point teaser, but that would just be my recommendation. But I do agree with the movement going towards San Fran. Let's talk Bengals and Broncos. This game, I got involved with the underplay to 44-and-a-half. This thing got down to 43-and-a-half. Now it's at 44, so I'd still play it at 44. But in terms of the spread, the early opener, December 7th, had Cincinnati laying three. Then everything went on this weekend. December 12th, we saw Denver is about a one-point favorite. Now the Broncos are up to a two-and-a-half-point favorite. This is a great teaser spot, in my opinion, for Cincinnati to get them catching eight-and-a-half. I know Denver at Mile High City, everybody loves that narrative. Cincinnati may be a little bit banged up. The only way I'm looking to handicap it is betting for a lower-scoring affair but I would still look as the next strongest play to tease up Cincinnati now that you're getting them catching some points and you could cross the key numbers of three and seven. Final game where you've seen a team impacted with COVID and, you know, inevitably impacted the line. The Rams are missing about 11 players with COVID right now, OBJ, one of them, and the Rams opened up as a touchdown favorite against the Seahawks, laying seven. Now this thing is at five. Total has also taken a dive from 48 down to 45 and a half. I actually didn't mind taking the points with the Seahawks even before all this, but maybe you have more incentive now. Rams needing to win these games going down the stretch. We'll see what Russell Wilson and company can bring, but this could be a game where they could actually take advantage because of COVID. But that's what's going on in the NFL. Pretty much every league right now, we'll see what happens throughout the rest of the week. Ariel Epstein coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This 
is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, hey stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. The college bowl season starts this Friday, and VEASAN has got you covered with our all-new bowl betting guide. And you get matchup analysis on every bowl game, which also includes insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. Whether you're betting on every game, playing contests, or you just want to find a few key high-value props, the VEASAN College Bowl Betting Guide can help you get the edge. Get your digital copy today for only $19.99 at vsin.com slash subscribe. Again, just $19.99. Check it out, vsin.com slash subscribe. Okay, welcome back to Rush Hour here on vsin. Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet River Sportsbook. Joining us now, Ariel Epstein at Ariel Epstein, where you can catch her on the tweets. Also, Yahoo Sportsbook is a betting analyst, MLB Network, NBA TV. She's all over the place and crushing it, specifically with the props, which we like to go over a lot on this show, Ariel. So, you know, we're very excited to talk about some of the top props you got tonight in the NBA. And let's kick it off with this Rockets and Cavs game. Now, in terms of the overall spread, I mean, Cleveland's been a really tough team this year, and they're laying nine in the hook against the lowly Rockets Total at 217.5 with all of those numbers kind of mixed in in the situation specifically. Which player are you seeking out for his prop? I'm looking at the Cleveland Cavaliers center, Jarrett Allen. He's been incredible when going up against bottom 10 defenses, which is exactly what Houston is, allowing the third most points per game. Allen's averaging just under 20 points per game and 12 rebounds when he's up against the bottom 10 defense since the month of November. Also, looking at what Allen's done, I mean, he's got size advantage. Christian Wood, the center for Houston, is not even starting. The Rockets have 10 active players ready to go for tonight. I love the Allen over either 17.5 points or over 30 and a half points plus rebounds. Now, I think that's pretty interesting because when I look at the NBA prop bets too, I always consider both, right? You could do the points straight up or you could do the combination of points, rebounds, points, rebounds, and assists. Do you find yourself gravitating to one of those areas more than the other or does it just completely depend on the situation on any given game? It really just depends on the situation. It depends on if I just like a player because points-wise, the, the stats add up to the points. There are certain players like a Jared Allen where his rebounds could help him get over a certain number and help his points if they're not as consistent. In this case, I do like Allen for both of those props. However, rebounds plus assists is a prop market that I really like to explore a lot too. Nice. Got it. All right. Well, let's move on to another game, one that might seem 
or, or see rather a lot more betting attention and it seems like it already has with the movement and that's going to be Dallas and Los Angeles the Lakers now a two and a half point favorite this total has taken a dive to the under two twelve and a half tell us about what you like for just the overall game and then dive into some of these props that you might favor as well I do like the under hence the line movement this number was around 214 and a half Dallas is now 8-17 and 17 over under at home. The Mavs have also hit the under in seven of their last eight games, including four straight home unders. And the Lakers, four out of the last five games, have gone under. These are two teams extremely profitable to the under. I'm going to keep up with the trend. And shout out to Ralph Michaels, who also gave out all those trends today. It was one of the better edges when it comes to how the trends for over-unders have been going for a specific matchup. Um, oh, yeah, and, and then that... I had the prop. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I have a couple of props, actually, but we could just start with talking about that under if you want, and then we could go into the two props. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's hear it. Well, the first one I like for an over, and that's for the Mavericks point guard, Jalen Brunson. There's no Luka Doncic. They already announced Dallas that he's out for this game, probably even a couple of more due to left ankle soreness. Without Luka this year, Brunson's averaging 16 points per game, just over five rebounds and seven and a half assists. Looking at the other games that he's played, there's been six without Luka, and Brunson's gone over his points prop of 16.5 points in one, two, three, four of six games. Also, the Lakers allow the fifth most points per game. They're struggling with the lack of talent around the perimeter, and the Lakers canceled practice due to health and safety protocol earlier this week. I love for Brunson to have a big game against a bad defense. The fade play is to the under for the Lakers point guard Russell Westbrook. In fact, the Dallas Mavericks have been one of the best defenses in the NBA, not only this year, even in the last 10 games. Overall, they've been top 10, and they've been limiting point guards to under 20 points per game. The total, the total for the points for Westbrook is 18.5. I'd rather feed him on all three sides of the ball, points, rebounds, and assists, under 34.5. Since LeBron James returned to the Lakers, Westbrook's averaging just under 19 points per game, six rebounds, and just under eight assists. Westbrook's not the star. It's LeBron, and they're up against good defense. I'm going to fade Westbrook tonight, go with his under on points, rebounds, assists. Okay, all right. Looking for a little bit lackadaisical performance, perhaps, from Russell Westbrook. Moving along here, Ariel, what do you got for us in this Memphis-Portland game? I mean, the Trailblazers on the second leg of a back-to-back. -back. Memphis, at least at bet, Rivers Lane, two in the hook. Total in this matchup at 217.5. What you like here? I like that Memphis has the rest advantage up against a team like you mentioned, Portland, on a second leg of a back-to-back. -back. There's a crazy uh, crazy trend that I've seen from a friend of mine, Ski Prophet, who told me that with a rest advantage, you are uh, the teams are 20-6 and six straight up and 64% against the spread. I'm going with Memphis. Portland doesn't have the – they're not at full strength right now. Dame Lillard's really their only main leading scorer in addition to not having a very good rest advantage. Memphis on the road as a favorite. That's – stands out enough to me so I'm going with the Grizzlies at minus two and a half all right Ariel I know you are a diehard Baltimore Ravens fan so I gotta ask you about your boys this week taking on Aaron Rodgers this line is moving a lot in favor of Green Bay up to five and a half is it getting to the point where you almost feel obligated to take the points with Baltimore I know Lamar's kind of day-to-day but what are you feeling out for your squad this weekend I have to wait it out. It's a wait-and-see game. I know that the Packers struggle a lot against mobile quarterbacks. Either Tyler Huntley or Lamar Jackson, I would take a rushing yards prop if it's Huntley. When it comes to betting on the spread, I always tell people this. I hate betting Ravens prop. Uh, I hate betting sides on the Ravens. I only put them in a teaser last week, which ended up hitting, thank goodness. However, when it comes to betting a side in this game, I have to wait it out to see if Lamar Jackson's playing or not. Even if he is and I don't get a good line, well, uh, to me, I can't sit here on a plus five and a half, plus six kind of bet and find out later on in the week that Lamar Jackson's out. This line would then move probably past a touchdown. I just don't have enough faith, not only in the Ravens offense, which is fine. Huntley, I really love him as a quarterback, and it kind of helps. Justin Herbert style that these teams don't have as much tape on Huntley. The issue for me is more so on the defensive side of the ball. The Ravens out of cornerbacks. They're signing a corner that they used to have on their team back in the day. Um, and I just am very down on their defense now having to go a second straight week. And you're up against a really lethal offense with Aaron Rodgers and uh, Devontae Adams in addition to Aaron Jones getting healthier by the week. 
Now, sticking in the NFL, I mean, I know you're you're loving to dive into those props, too. That's where we do the most as at this point before we kind of get into the NBA, which you discussed to start this segment. But this week in particular, I mean, COVID has been ravaging through this really just this whole league. I mean, others, too, but specifically the NFL. And as someone who likes betting the props so much, such as yourself, how does that affect you betting the props? Because I kind of alluded to it earlier with the Browns and the Raiders game. Cleveland's missing so many players, so you got to assume the whole offense, as it almost already is, filtering through Nick Chubb. Is that a spot where it's almost like you got to consider the over or no because it's so inflated with all of that factored in? I would have to wait it out and see those numbers haven't come out yet. I'm very numbers based, so I can't just sit here and blindly tell you to bet an over on a player. The books help you a lot because they're not going to release any numbers until they know for sure someone's in or someone's out. It's going to be a wait and see game to see with no quarterback like Baker Mayfield there or with Al Jarvis Landry, who's in, who's out. Well, Nick Chubb's numbers, yeah, they may be inflated. However, there are so many times where Nick Chubb has rushed for close to 200 yards. It's all about matchup. It's all about um, just kind of figuring out how the rest of the week goes for the Browns. And I'm pretty sure their head coach, Kevin Stefanski, is out also. Um, but, yeah, I'm just going to wait this one out and see how the book books uh, Nick Chubb props. And I know Kareem Hunt also out, which is really tough on that pass-catching running back kind of game that they could throw at other defenses. Yeah, it's going to be rough for this Brown team. Going to be rough for the whole league this week. But we'll hope for the best for everyone. And, of course, we'll hope for the best with all your plays. Thank you, Ariel, for making some time tonight. So best luck with those. And we'll be looking forward for more plays for this weekend and beyond. Thanks so much. Good luck this weekend. You got it. At Ariel Epstein on Twitter. Again, you can catch your content with the Yahoo Sportsbook, NBA TV, and the MLB Network when the season comes around. But she's always killing it with her props. And tonight, like she said in the NBA, she's going with Jared Allen over 17.5 points or the over 30.5 points and rebounds combined for the Lakers. And then the Mavs game, Jalen Brunson over 16.5 points. As for Russell Westbrook, a little bit of a fade on Westbrook, under 34.5 points, rebounds, and assists. And then the overall game, like in the under 214, that under has taken a big hit in that direction. Thing opened 216, and now you're seeing it around 213. So if you still get a good number of about 214, which Ariel liked, maybe consider that to be a lower-scoring affair. And then that final NBA game that she favored, Memphis, minus 2.5 in their matchup tonight against the Portland Trailblazers, who on the second leg of a back-to-back, -back, so maybe some weary legs for Portland. But big thanks to Ariel talking some hoops and a little bit of NFL. Coming up next, we will continue our conversation in the NFL. The man, the myth, the legend, Dan Leach, host of the Detroit City Cast, will tell us all of his thoughts on his Detroit Lions taking on the Arizona Cardinals, plus his thoughts on the Bears and Vikings. We got to see what he thinks about the other NFC North games. So stick around. That's coming up next here on Rush Hour. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered because Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. You've got city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, and the Big Apple, New York. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts and you get hooked up several episodes a week, solid local sports betting content. And a man who does that exceptionally well for the Detroit CityCast joining us here on Rush Hour, it's Dan Leach at DanLeach971 on Twitter. All right, Dan, you know, we were talking last week. You were riding a mile high in the air because of your lines, because of Michigan. And, well, Detroit gets a, uh, a tough matchup, to say the least, in a very emotional game against the Broncos, and it was just a disaster from the start. They get a chance against the Cardinals this week. No DeAndre Hopkins. This line is at 13, totals at 47 and a half. What are we thinking about your Detroit lines in this matchup, my friend? Yeah, yeah, no chance. And, and by the way, you know, it's tough when you feel you feel the team with like less than 32 players and no running backs. I mean, I was you saw my 40 time in the when I ran it in Indy, I was available for the Lions at running back. I wish they would have called on me <laughs> that that game was not going to go any good direction without Swift and Hawkinson. But you look at you look at this standing and it's like, OK, the Cardinals are, I don't know, 15 times better than the Lions. They just had a rough performance against former Lions, you know, quarterback Matthew Stafford. 
and the Rams, a game that I gave out, by the way. I was all about the Rams plus two and a half or plus three. Then they, they traveled to the, a dome. They're inside. You know, weather's not going to be a factor here in Detroit like it would be in Chicago where you're at. And, you know, Kyler Murray off a rough game, I think, is going to fillet the Lions. I mean, I know you mentioned the line down to 13 is the Hopkins information. The Lions still are a good spread team. They're eight and five against the spread. They were eight and four before the Denver game. Uh, but Arizona's eight and three against the spread in their last 11. Uh, the Lions, though, four and one against the number in their last five against NFC West opponents. I don't want to, you know, dive too much into trends and get married to them too much. It's a lot of points. It's almost two touchdowns. But I just do not see this game going in any possible way other than terrible for the Lions. Even if Swift looks like he might be able to play and Hawkinson looks like he might be able to play or out there, I, the Cardinals are just too much. And even without Hopkins, I think Kyler Murray fillets the Lions secondary. And I got to always ask you, too, I mean, what's the weekly status report on the fan base's sentiment toward Dan Campbell here? Uh, what's the percentage looking like now? What it was before the win, after, and then after last week's debacle, what are we seeing? Yeah, well, you know, I, I do that poll every week on my Twitter, Daily Chinese 7 one It's been fascinating to see the, the results throughout the year. And after the debacle against you know, the Bears on Thanksgiving Day, it went down to, you know, a 31% approval. And then after the win, the, you know, the heroic last-second win uh, with the Monroe St. Brown catching that Jared Goff touchdown pass against the Vikings after going for it, by the way, on fourth down inside their own 28-yard line, it went up to 50%, and now it's up to 56%. Even after the loss, uh, against the Broncos because that what's Dan Campbell going to do? And and it, it goes back to the, the the question that that I've been asking and that we've talked about, Danny, you and I, in the various shows that we've done together. You can't learn a ton from a guy in his first year with a lack of talent, a lack of depth. But what you can learn is how the players respond, and it's the opposite of what they were doing when Matt Patricia was here. Those guys would win in spite of him or play hard in spite of him. These guys were genuinely trying to bite kneecaps and pummel other players. In, in honor of Dan Campbell, a former player himself and a guy that really is connected to his guys, uh, at least this year, even though there's been a lack of, of, of you know talent on this team and a lot of injuries, that's something that I've been watching. I think you can't really learn a, a, enough from a guy in one season with the way the Lions are set up right now in this full rebuild. But I'll tell you, the, the approval poll numbers are going up, and you know Dan Campbell is, seems to be really connected to his players. So that's a positive that I've been looking at through this year so far. Hey, you'll take it, baby. It's looking good in Detroit, even though the record isn't. But, you know, the rebuilding stages there, you're on trajectory in, in some kind of sense, I suppose. Yeah, Whereas Danny, the Lions like are the... a palindrome. They're 1-11-1. They're <laughs> and one. It's, it's, The Lions have made more history. Now they become an NFL palindrome. Hey, there you go. Exactly. You'll take what you can get anyway to get in the record books. All right. Well, I was going to say, you know, a team that's not on that same path, currently is the Chicago Bears, which, of course, I've had to deal with on the Chicago City cast, Dan. I'm popping blood vessels left and right yelling about this organization. They get the they get the Vikings on Monday night. It, it, this is like when the Giants were on primetime back-to-back weeks. Why did we do that? Why are we putting the Bears on primetime back-to-back weeks just so everyone can laugh? I don't know. But the Bears catching three in the hook at home. This total's at 44. Look, it, it seems like, Dan, that the early money has gone towards Chicago, and I get it. Every game is a one-score effort for Minnesota, and it's not to say that I don't think the Bears can keep it close or even win this game, but truthfully, the thing that scares me is who is wearing that headset with no hair, Matt Nagy. That guy scares me for betting on his team. Yeah, listen, it should. I mean, much like uh, you know, Matt Patricia scared me in Detroit here, Mm -hmm. Look, listen, the Bears, they ended up losing, you know, 45 to 30 uh, and gave up 45 points to Green Bay. But boy, did things look pretty good early. I mean, that, you know, Jakeem Grant, 46-yard touchdown pass from Fields, Birds, 54-yard pass, you know, the punt return, the 97-yard punt return by Grant. The Bears all of a sudden are up by 10. I thought the Bears might have gotten their, you know, their asses blown out in that game. But I'll tell you this. You know, there's no trust factor whatsoever with Matt Nagy calling plays and the Bears in general. But boy, is Justin Fields looking better. And Minnesota, as you mentioned, you know, that's why I like the Lions, you know, plus the 7 half when they ended up beating them. Almost blew that game, though. Because the Vikings don't play games, win or lose, that are more than a score for pretty much every game, I think, except for one or two this season. And, you know, the Bears are catching three and a half at home. You mentioned it's a it's a primetime game, a Monday night football. I think Fields can run against that, that Vikings defense. And, you know, can Minnesota win? Of course, should they win? Absolutely. They're still alive for the playoffs. But the way that Justin Fields looked against Green Bay 
uh, you know, on the road. I, I think the Bears are, are a live dog in this one. They don't have much to play for and maybe just getting rid of Matt Nagy. But, you know, catching three and a hook at home and the way the Bears were able to score against the Packers' D, I think this is, a you know, within a, a couple of points there. And I, I think there's value on the Bears plus three and a half because Minnesota plays nothing but close games. And I can see this thing maybe getting away from Kirk Cousins and the Vikings' offense early and the Bears hanging in this one. Yeah, that says a lot about Minnesota if you're looking to trust the Bears. We'll just put it that way for us folks who uh, consistently watch the NFC North. And the, Dan, the final game in the NFC North, or at least with an NFC North team. How about the Packers right. laying five in the hook on the road against Baltimore? Now we got to wait to see the status of Lamar Jackson. Uh, my initial thoughts are that, look, I'm not the highest on Baltimore. I bet their you know, adjusted win total under 10.5 last week. But if this line keeps creeping up, and again, we gotta wait to see Lamar's status, but maybe take the points with the Ravens might not be a bad proposition. What are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I, listen, I, I think the Ravens are, you know, of course Lamar Jackson is the key there, and I, I liked him actually last week. And, and boy, did I get lucky with a two and a half against the Browns in the in the in the, the last seconds there, and another onside recovered kick, by the way. But Lamar Jackson is one of the best players in the NFL, even though he hasn't been totally right the last several weeks. If he's not playing, I'm staying away from that game. But you mentioned the line creeping up five and a half right now, Bet Rivers minus one away for the Ravens. You know, if Lamar Jackson plays and you're getting, you know, three and a half or more at home, I, I'm on the I'm on the Ravens. I mean, the Packers are legitimately one of the better teams in the NFL, and they've been showing that over the last several weeks, even with all the Aaron Rodgers issues. I just think the Ravens with Andrews and the ability to run the ball and obviously Lamar Jackson to run it himself. If he's out there, I, I think this 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 smells to me like a, a home upset type, you know, situation. Uh, but, you know, without Lamar Jackson, you can't you, you can't put any kind of money or any risk on the Ravens right now. I just think that this this Ravens team has been struggling, but they're better than people think they are. And if Lamar Jackson's out there, I, I would definitely sign myself up for a little I, Ravens action. Looks like I'm, I'm going against uh, the NFC North this week. <laughs> well, okay. Well, Dan, uh, I... I want to ask you one more question here. We got about a minute to go. I pondered this on my city cast, the Chicago one, and I've kind of been, you know, saying it to people throughout the course of this season. Would you almost, as a Lions fan, would you say, despite everything that's happened, all of the terrible losses, everything you have endured this season, just this season, that you aren't as infuriated with your team as, say, the Vikings fans? Because I feel like, I would have a heart attack if I was a Minnesota fan because you know the talent that you have and what you haven't produced. With the Lions, you already had your expectations low. So what would you rank like the NFC teams being the Lions, the Bears, and the Vikings from like most frustrating to least frustrating? What, how does your three teams I, go? I think that's a great question, Danny. And listen, the Lions, I'm still, you know, I'm personally still a fan and we still care here in Detroit about going out there and not embarrassing yourselves. But we've accepted, at least the smart fans, that this is absolutely a rebuild and it's not about wins and losses. It's about identifying talent and Dan Campbell and all that stuff going forward. So there's really not that much stress there. It's tough to be, you know, one ten and one or one eleven and one or before that 0-10 oh, and one uh, and, and have the tie against Pittsburgh. But when you look at the Vikings, you've got to be the most frustrated. They've got to be a 10 because that's a team that was supposed to compete for a playoff spot that is consistently been in close games and giving ones away after looking good. I'd be very frustrated about a six or seven if I'm a Bears fan, but they're still, obviously still going with Justin Fields. Then the Packers, I mean, obviously the other than the Aaron Rodgers stuff, can't be frustrated at all with Green Bay, but I think the Minnesota, if I'm a Vikings fan, I am, especially losing to the Lions, I'm frustrated with Zimmer and frustrated <laughs> with the way they're playing. Oh, it's impossible not to be, man. Just another day in the life of the NFC North. We're always making fun of the NFC East, but this year might just be the NFC North at the top. But, hey, Dan, we're up against it. Always love. <laughs> That's right. Hey, always love talking shop with you, my friend. Keep up the great work, and, uh, hey, we'll, we'll hope that your Lions can keep it close this weekend. Take care. Yes, just keep it close. My pleasure and honor as always, Danny. You got it. At DanLeach971 on the tweets, host of the Detroit City Cast. More football finishing up Rush Hour. Keep with us. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Bed River Sportsbook takes football same game parlays to a whole other level because now you can combine same game parlays from different games to give you even more ways to make your perfect combination. And in addition to that, Bet Rivers has added more and more same-game parlay props for college football matchups and just in time for the biggest games of the season. So download the Bet Rivers app or simply go to BetRivers.com today to explore all the new ways you can create your ideal combo. Must be 21. Gambling problem. Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. I will call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Playable in New Jersey as play Sugar House. Void where prohibited. All right, final segment here on Rush Hour. You're on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host. It is the final segment on this Wednesday, which means it is time to not only talk some NFL futures, but some of my best bets, which may include an NFL future, but also a play on the ice. So let's get into it with my best bets tonight and for, well, the rest of the NFL season, Danny's Dimes here on Rush Hour. Let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. And starting on the ice, there's only a few games to choose from. I am going with the late game, 9 p.m. Central time, out on the West Coast. Let's talk Anaheim. Let's talk Seattle. The Kraken and the Ducks. Anaheim opening up as a minus 145 favorite. Seattle was catching about plus 132. Total at 5.5, but my interests are with the money line and the favorite. Now, earlier in the day, I took it because I thought it was going to keep moving up and up and up, so I actually played minus 162 on Anaheim, but now they are back down to minus a buck. 55. But I do still think, you know, the Ducks are the right play here. They're returning from a five-game road trip where they actually did very well, 3-1-1 one, one on that trip. You look at this Kraken team, and they're just nowhere near the same as the success expansion team of VGK had. I mean, for any team to replicate that is just, well, you know, just a long shot. But specifically, the Kraken have been really rough. They get Grubauer, and he's just been a mess this year, 7-11-0. 3.3 goals against average, save percentage of 88%. And also, they made this trip without their top-line center, Yanni Gorda. Uh, Gorda, or Gord, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. Those hockey names are a little bit tough to pronounce. But they're missing some pieces because of COVID and other reasons coming into this spot. And overall, they've just been a very unsuccessful team with their new squad. So, Grubauer, even worse on the road, 1-4-2 this season. 3.82 goals against average on away ice, and 86% with his saves. And he already played Anaheim once, and he gave up five goals in that game. Yikes. Now, uh, the Ducks goalie, Anthony Stolarz, now he's the backup, so it's not going to be Gibson. It's going to be Stolarz tonight. He's 5-2-1, 2.3 goals against average, 93% with his saves, and he's got two shutouts this year, one of them coming at home where he's 3-1-1 one one overall at home ice, 2.4 goals against average, 
also 93% with his save. So the initial line movement went to Anaheim. I think it's a favorable spot here despite coming off that road trip. Can't trust the Kraken right now. Can't trust Grubauer in any situation. So give me Anaheim here on the money line right now. They're minus 155 at Bet River. So let's go Ducks with the puck. Did not mean to rhyme, but it ended up working out. All right, let's talk NFL. We've got the Tennessee Titans. This was the team we discussed last week. We said, let's wait. We're going to get a better price on them after they beat the Jaguars. Last week, the under 11 and a half was minus 157. You know what the best number is now? Plus 105. And that's what I am betting. The Tennessee Titans under 11 and a half wins plus 105. We said to wait. We said to have patience. And now we are jumping in on it. Currently, yes, the record 9 and 4. So they only need three more wins. But where are the three definitive wins in this remaining schedule? Their winnable game that I see, their lone winnable game, is the final game of the season at Houston. Heck, if they have the division wrapped up somehow, will they even need to be trying in that game? Let's just say they are. Okay, we'll give you the one winnable game. Toss-up game, week 17 versus Miami. It's a toss-up game because the Dolphins will be fighting for their playoff lives. They've been doing better, and Tennessee still could be banged up at that point. And look, now with everything that's been happening with COVID, you really can't rely on a team. So I think you're safer betting unders more so than overs for season win totals. Losable games this week at Pittsburgh. They're laying two at Heinz Field against the Steelers. Yeah, I'm not saying the Steelers team is dominant. Heck, I have really refused to back them. And I teased them up, Pittsburgh, in this game. But I would not be shocked if they won this thing outright. Ever since Derrick Henry went out, yes, he got an impressive win against the Rams. But otherwise, nothing has been just anything worth showing that this team can be relied upon or dominant and a Pittsburgh team at home is a dog that desperately needs a win I think this is a losable game for sure and then next week against San Francisco yeah you get them at home but look Kyle Shanahan's got his boys playing well now that Kittle's back in the mix honestly anything can happen with San Fran so the one game that I think they can win it's a final week of the season where at that point you still got a long way to go you're giving us plus money to the under now. I will gladly take that. So I'm playing the Tennessee Titans under 11 and a half wins plus 105. So that's the bet that I'm rolling with officially for the adjusted win totals. And then the other official play is for tonight with hockey. We got the Ducks on the money line. Again, I snagged minus 162 right now. It's about minus 155. But for the win total in the NFL, we're going with the Tennessee Titans. And we are playing that under 11 and a half wins. Plus 105 is my official best bets, a.k.a. Danny's Dimes, for the night. But I wanted to talk about a couple of other win totals that I think could be a viable betting option as well. And one in particular is because of value. The other is because, well, I kind of want to hedge out my initial play. But let's start with the Green Bay Packers. 12.5 is their number, shaded to the over. Of course, I don't disagree with that, but minus $3 to the over? The under plus 225, how are you giving me that value on the under? Let's kind of dissect their remaining schedule here and see if it's worth that huge value. 10-3 and three is their record right now. So where do we th see three winnable games for sure? I see two. I see week 16 versus Cleveland, week 17 versus Minnesota in a revenge game and a team you're just better than. Toss-up games. This week at Baltimore, I get it. They're a five-and-a-half-point favorite. This all depends on the status of Lamar Jackson. If Jackson is going, I still see that as a 50-50 proposition in terms of how I like to separate the schedules and win totals. Week 18 at Detroit, how is that a toss-up game? Because if it's week 18 and the Packers have the division wrapped up, which they already do, but I guess the, the reason why it might not be a toss-up game because they could be vying for that number one seed, so maybe they still got their starters in there. But for the case that they might not be, I'll put it in a toss-up game with the thought process that, you know what, they probably do win that game, okay? But here's the thing. The value on the under is too hard almost to pass up. Again, with everything happening with COVID, this late in the season with injuries, it's so hard to back a team to go over, especially one that's completely dominant. And of course, I'm not going to lay $3, but the fact that it's over $2 in terms of value to the under, plus 225, hard to ignore. Now, I'm not saying maybe go all out with a full unit. This could be something you consider just a half-unit play. But, man, I think this could be worth a look just based on that price, plus 225. The Packers look great. Yes, they could easily get to 13, but so many things along the way could go wrong, and that is hard value to pass up on. So consider maybe a half-unit play on the Packers with their under with very solid value. Then 
let's talk the Washington football team. Now, I've been kind of plugging it in here and there that we're sweating out their win total over eight from earlier in the season, and they had a chance to get there, and they still do. But I'm kind of doing a little bit of a hedge out here. Now, seven and a half is where the win total is, under minus 115, over is minus 105. I know it's not a true hedge in this sense, but I would not be shocked if Washington just ends up with seven wins. This team has, what, 18 players on the COVID list for this upcoming game against the Eagles. If they don't postpone it, Philly's winning this game, no doubt about it. Their current record is six and seven. Where do you see two wins, one winnable game, week 18 against the Giants? But still, at that point, maybe Washington's eliminated. They have nothing to play for. They're still dealing with injuries. Giants need to end on a high note. Who knows? That is their one winnable game, though. Toss-up game, week 17 versus the Eagles. Maybe you're healthy by that point, and maybe it's a revenge spot for presumably losing this game against the Eagles this week. But the losable games would be this week against the Eagles, and then next week you're on the road against Dallas. You're probably going to drop both of those. So you'll at least be 6-9. and nine. The two wins, you give one to the Giants, that's seven wins, but then you got to bank on them winning that game against the Eagles, who maybe the Eagles need to win that game for their playoff position. So I think you're better off laying the under 7.5 with the Washington football team. And because of COVID, this team is absolutely ravaged by it. They're going to lose this week, and they'll lose next week to the Cowboys. And then I find it tough to trust them to win two more games. So after they lose this week and then against the Cowboys, this number is going to be completely different, right? I mean, even if it's still at 7.5, the under is going to be shaded that direction heavily. So why not attack it earlier rather than later if we can assume they're going to drop the next two games? So that's also actually another reason, aside from me kind of hedging my win total at 8, that you should still consider it because of the fact that you won't get this good a price in two, three weeks, whatever it may be. So strongly consider, I've put some on it for the hedge, but the Washington football team under 7.5 with their win total, minus 115. And then because of that value, the Packers under 12.5, plus 225. Man, some solid value potentially. But like we said, our best plays tonight in hockey, we got the Ducks on the money line and taking the Titans under their win total, 11.5, plus 105. Best of luck as always if you tell. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch up tomorrow for Thursday Night Football. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.